No. No? No. Bad phrasing? Yes. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another Hey, I've Got an Idea show. That there is my brother, Mason, the hip, cool kid, Williams. And that over there is my brother, Luke, the greatest generation, Williams. It's true. We are? Question mark? Okay. Listen, we're not here to judge. What generation but, is the greatest? But we got a spicy topic this week. Oh, shit. We are going to invent something before your very ears. We are inventors, my brother and I. Yep. And we are going to have some needlessly creative conversation. Yep. We are going to invent a new thing for millennials to kill. Yeah, the see, there's always a bunch of op-eds and articles and such uh, that you may have seen. There's like, oh, millennials aren't eating out, so restaurants are suffering. Or, oh, millennials aren't buying diamonds. Or, oh, millennials aren't buying houses. Millennials are killing the paper napkin industry. Whatever. Millennials got a lot of blood on our hands. There's plenty of industries that we are killing. And tonight... This episode of Hey, I've Got an Idea show, Luke and I, we are going to invent We're something to new that millennials are killing. The problem. We're going to solve it. Yeah. We're going to help by making sure nothing else gets killed again, right? Is that it? Uh, well, I, I mean, if millennials brief, kill millennials killing things, that's pretty meta. That would help the situation while still accomplishing the goal of determining a new murder target. Millennials okay. kill themselves. Let's, oh, that's, that's real-ish. So let's, okay, let's not, let's, here's the thing. Let's, let's not. Let's get this part out of the way. These articles give us what we would call... Uh, a bit of a a bit of a the upset. Uh, oh, yeah. It's not our favorite thing to be accused of ruining stuff that we can't afford. Uh, yeah, it's it's like it 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 always bugs me when they take the tone of like, oh, those feckless, irresponsible millennials. They aren't into buying houses, as though this were some sort of you know, trend that the hip new kids are not buying houses and it's fucking mm. things over. It's like, no, you're describing an economic reality in like the world. So like, I assure you living in a house has not gone out of style. Yeah. So another part of what makes this sort of, sort of tricky is this is not a new hot take, you know, that no. we are, we are not breaking any new ground by saying, Hey, we, that's not our favorite thing when we get blamed for stuff that's not our fault. We, we might be a little late to this uh, to this 
to this trick, to this uh, to yeah. this topic. Yeah. Um, so we have to delve into this these muddy waters, this uh-huh. this shallow mud puddle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, Kev. Thanks for the suggestion. <laughs> and let's find something new. Well, let's, let's 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 start with the easy thing. Okay. Hey, definition bot. Oh yeah. Let's get definition bot back here. All right. Can you tell me, definition bot, who is and who is not a millennial? Millennials, also known as Generation Y or Gen Y, are the generational demographic cohort following Generation X and preceding Generation Z. There are no precise dates for when this cohort starts or ends, but demographers and researchers typically use the early 1980s as starting birth years, and the mid-1990s to early 2000s as ending birth years. Okay, okay. So I'm going to admit what I had always heard was birth years from 1981 to 2000. Yeah, that's close enough. So you got your 20 year span there. Whereas Generation X is the 20-year span before that, and Generation Z is the 20-year span that will be from 2001 going forward to 2020. Okay. And then Generation Z clearly will be the last generation, so starting 2021, there will be no new births. Or alternately, we will be starting over again with Generation A, and a bunch of people who are all from the 15th century will be getting reborn. I mean, that's logically what happens next, is that everything just follows these made-up terms that And closely. yeah, a lot of people seem to think of millennials as kids these days, but I'm a millennial. I was born in 1981. I'm right on the cusp. And let me tell you, as of this recording, I'm rocking a sweet goatee. More salt than pepper, my friend. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that, what was the thing I heard? It, 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 it basically is adults, right? Yeah. And they don't like calling us adults because this is, uh, the boomers and middle-aged, uh, middle-aged folk that are coming from a Yeah, they're real more adults. Privileged they have, place. like, suits and shit. Yeah. And we aren't millennials as much as we are, um, adults, you know, mm-hmm. millennials is their word, and and it has been shown that we don't prefer the term millennials. That is their term. That is, you know, yeah, that is their word for us. It is very unpopular. It's something like eighty-five-ish percent. Now, don't here's the, the thing: term. like, although the technical definition is, you know, based purely on birth year, I think we can agree that some people, despite when they are born are not actually members of that generation. Well, how so? It's a demographic thing. Like, I'm going to say anybody who who prefers to be called sir, anybody who, like, like, when they think of themselves in their head, they're not a guy or a dude. They are a man. That that's the key kind of difference, I think. Hmm. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a guy. I'm a dude. I'm I'm like a, a homie. Y- you're a homie. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not the big Lebowski, okay? I'm the dude. Right. Okay. You're that, you're not a sir, because you would feel awkward with the sort of more traditionally yeah, if, respectful if connotation of sir. If someone is calling me sir, I have fucked up. If someone is calling you sir, it's because it's going to be followed by you're making a scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, here's what I think is interesting about this. I think that even from the get-go, we are catering to sort of um, something very meme-like. Okay, this is this is a trending news thing that we've seen in articles and posts and whatever, where we're getting this blame. Right? We don't like it, and the best coping mechanism for now is that we are. You know, we get blamed for something. We point it out as being ridiculous. We make jokes about how unfair this this is, that this is what uh, is being said about us. And that's pretty much how we cope. But I think even looking at what we're talking about right now, we can already make it a little bit more um, accurate and appropriate and just by taking out millennials, right? Millennial victim is what's in the title. But if we don't yeah, like no, being called be millennials... More, it might be more like pick an industry to no longer be popular. I suppose. Like, mo- millennials killed the video rental store. And, you know, that even though that was just the the industries not keeping up effectively enough because you know th- that techno- technology did that more than we did right we we were just one of the many demographics that shifted over to streaming and online media more so than the actual physical rental process which became superfluous right yeah so that oh, okay, had more to okay. do with technology. i got i got one i got okay. one you ready up? yep okay so i was thinking well okay uh if I wanted to kill an industry, what industry would I want to kill? And leaving aside stuff like, you know, sex trafficking, uh, mm. I was like, oh, what, what's a bad industry? And I thought of, like, payday loan people. Those predatory loan fuckers. Mm. And I was like, okay, millennials going to kill the payday loan industry. How are we going to do it? And then I thought, well, what do they ask for when you go in to get a payday loan? Well, they want to see what your you know your payday is like what kind of paycheck do you normally bring in right you know what millennials very often do not have regular paychecks maybe they are patreon people or twitch streamer people they got gig economy shit going on they don't have regular paychecks so without those regular paychecks they can't get payday loans so millennials we're gonna kill the payday loan industry i see so because we can't provide uh, g- generally speaking, because we can't provide proof of a regular paycheck, we would drain away from that. Now, like, I feel like there would always still be some people that get re- a regular paycheck from regular work. Yeah, somebody somewhere up. is getting that. But and the well, the unfortunate thing with that is that they don't need many to stay alive because. Mm of how cyclical the payday loan 
Uh, payday loan, I think, is specifically a brand for one, but predatory loan is the better term. Um, yeah. Those predatory loans and how cyclical they can be and how abusive they can be to, and they how much they take advantage, um, it doesn't take much to get okay. just pure profit, right? Okay, so let's say that we, the millennials, we do want to kill them. What steps do we have to take let's, other than just not having regular paychecks? Let's Let's be a little careful with the phrasing. Okay. Okay. We want I to kill want the. We to want to kill, kill the... my local payday loan person. How no. Do I do it? No. 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 Bad phrasing. Yes. <laughs> okay. We want, want to kill. To kill. The a... predatory. No, no. Listen. The predatory. <laughs> the predatory okay, loan industry. Okay. I want to kill the payday chocolate bar. It's got too many peanuts. You want to just kill? Just eat it. I'm, I'm going to kill mouth. this payday right now. Um, mm. <laughs> one bite. Check it. No, he, here's here's what we want to do. We want to find a way to just take predatory loans out from the knees. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I think could potentially make sense for making that happen is if there was a way to sort of set up a, a better protest system for that. Right. Like, say there was you could set up a kiosk out front of one that offered some better option. OK, like, like, like much just, lower interest loans yeah. that like, you can just get on a straight up fucking app. Yeah. Like, theoretically, let's say that that is uh, a much more obvious option uh, that we just set up these kiosks. We could kickstart those kiosks. Yeah. And then that could potentially immediately hurt those businesses but the only way that that works is if those businesses are hurting enough that they can't like sue that that's like a business business malpractice because like you can't like generally most places have rules that like you can't have a hot dog vendor outside your restaurant right like right the 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 hot dog vendor has to go outside of a, a home depot instead or something Okay, so here's here's my pitch. You ready? Yeah. You're walking in to go get a payday loan because you're like, oh fuck, I need to buy a a TV, I, I so I can watch Game of Thrones. Right. And so you're you're walking in and you're like, oh man, I just got to show them proof of employment, but all I've got's my Twitch subscriber, man. I don't know if they'll take this. And then as you're walking in, I'm I'm sitting in a booth out front or like a certain number of meters away, and I'm like. Oh hey buddy, you going in for a loan? And you're like, yeah, I I kind of need three hundred bucks. Yeah, he's like, oh three hundos. Yeah, I got three hundos right here. Uh, are you on Twitter? And you're like, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Cool. How many followers do you have? Uh, I've got a thousand followers. Really? Let me take a look. Oh cool. Well, I tell you what, here's three hundo right now. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you pay me back uh, three hundred and ten. Like, oh, $10, that's the interest? No, it's, it's not interest. It's just like you pay me back 310 whenever. I'm not going to bother calculating interest. You're like, okay, cool. Can I just like never pay you back then? It's like, no, no, no. Here's the thing. I'm going to need to log into your Twitter. And if I don't get 310 back by, uh, how, how long would you think it would take you to get that back? Uh, I could get that to you by the end of the month. Okay, I'll give you two months, all right? If mm-hmm. I don't get that 310 back at the end of two months, 
I'm logging into your Twitter, and I'm going to call all your followers the N-word. <laughs> no, 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 no. You were so close. You almost had this at a, at a, at a, productive, uh, in a productive direction. And then you had to have it be, like, kidnapping. Okay. extortion, essentially. Okay, no, here's... Okay, here's... every day you don't pay me back the 310, I'm going to tweet one of my promoted tweets on your feed. Now, that is closer to what I'm thinking. Now, I think that it's it's not every day. I think that what it is is... Um, I think that you, you get a bunch of kickstarted capital to make this happen. Okay. And, yeah, if you're socially affluent, then there's, like, this... Uh, Eyeballs equals money. Welcome to the 21st century. There could become this required promoted tweet or promoted post or whatever, which is simply something along the lines of, um, you know, what, what, what do we call this thing? Future money? Uh, our creds. money? Our All money. All future money is creds. Our, I, wa- I want it to be our credit or so- something like that. And this is already going to be a little bit tricky based on like tax law and stuff, but but let's uh, let's move forward with this here. So let's say our cred uh, is the name of this thing. Okay. And you get this promoted post, and all that it says is something along the lines of like, "I've I used our cred for this much of a loan." Um, and you know, uh, possibly a, a some sort of discounted offer or some link saying like you know you can ch- check it out, right? That's indefinite. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, as long as uh, you actually uh, still owe that money, but then the the tricky part becomes: yes, followings are important for actual promotion in 2018. But there's not only ways to fake it, but some people yeah. don't have that. Yeah, that's that's also true. Like as much as getting an engaged following on social media is valuable right now, a I could literally buy a thousand bot followers right now. Yeah, and sometimes those are easier to detect than others. But also b I don't necessarily want to kick people to the curb if just they don't want to post about their life every day and mm-hmm. therefore they don't have a thousand followers on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't want to be that exclusive, mm-hmm. but I still want this to be millennial flavored. So what do millennials love other than social media? Um, what do we okay. love Luke? Let me think. Um, I want to say something like adult adult activities, like those activities that you can pay to do as a as a social thing, like like a rage room or an escape room or. Um, oh, I assumed you meant like sexual. No, I mean there is <laughs> Just that jerk off bucks. Yeah, jerk off bucks. Just uh, like hey, you could have a three hundred dollar loan. All you need to do is jerk off. It's like, yeah, I'll I'll take that. Nah, I'm thinking like even just a coupon for something like that, like okay. like axe throwing, for example, because I know a lot about that. Um, People love axe throwing. 
yeah if uh if if it it had to be not actual bucks but it could be axes axe throwing bucks okay like half off of your of an event okay or something like that could that work into this system well now here's the thing you're gonna get like a competing industry coming up where they're like hey, you've got a bunch of discounts and coupons and whatnot that you're never going to fucking use, but you you got this coupon for $5 off an axe throwing and you know you're never going to go axe throwing, I'll buy that $5 coupon off you for $4. Okay. Okay. So, well, I, I mean, that becomes kind of stupid too, though, because then that person doesn't get $5 off, they get $1 off. So that might not be worth it most of the time. Well, I mean, in theory, they turn around, though, and they resell, and they make up the difference on volume. Yeah. Because how many, like, special discount codes and offers do you know? Like, you listen to most podcasts, and you'll get, like, a a discount code for something. Yeah. Uh, Like, you have a mailbox, you'll get a coupon for something. You could turn around and it's like, you know what? Flyer for Canadian Tire. I'm never going to buy most of this shit, but if I could get the total value of all these coupons and maybe even just 1% of that, I would happily give away my entire Canadian Tire, you know, coupon book for that value. Now, the, the difficulty with this isn't how like promotions work. Any. Any sale like that is always going to be, it is worth it for us to move this uh, stock mm-hmm. at the expense of, like, uh, uh, this, the, there's still a, uh, there's still profit, right? Mm-hmm. The profit margin, instead of being, like, you know, much better, it's just slimmer, but everybody still wins you still th- you save 20 bucks on a on a weed whacker they still move the weed whacker at a pro- at a profit and also if i can get you into the store you're more likely to make some other impulse purchase while you're there right that doesn't make any coupon book worth money because all that it does is it's a version of promotion where looking at it is good for them. So they just want to make sure that you see their coupon book. But it it doesn't turn into the cash value of what's actually in there. That's it's like it's it's how when you hear about like a coupon book that's like supposed to be pretty good, how they can say it sell it as like there's over $200 worth of of uh, you know, discounts in here. And it's like, "Oh man, $200, that coupon book is really worth it." I mean, but but it it isn't because you're never going to use all of them and they're going to expire before you can anyway. Right. So how do we reinvent that? That's that. Okay. This is pivoted a little bit. How do we reinvent couponing? Okay. So, so it's couponing that millennials are going to be killing. Well, what if there was a way to crowdsource stuff? Because crowdsourcing is the new multiply by crowdsourcing. It's like the new tech 
that can get well, involved I mean, to we, kill something. We kind of already have that at the grocery store. Like when I go grocery shopping, like I got a buddy uh, who always brings his smartphone with him everywhere. Uh, what a weirdo. And when we go grocery shopping uh, at a major chain, they all do like price matching with each other. They all have each other's coupons. So he'll be like, oh, I'll get, you know, this, uh, this toilet paper and that. Uh, soda whatever we go up to the cashier and he just pulls out his smartphone and he's like bleep bloop bloop find the best deal uh hey this grocery store you know across the town uh this brand of toilet paper is like two bucks okay bleep. Hmm. uh oh hey uh this this one i've got a coupon uh from this store and that soda is is a buck and a half bloop and he doesn't have to, you know, collect flyers. He doesn't have to have... It, it's enough that his phone knows that that flyer, that that coupon, that that deal exists somewhere. And mm. it's automatically collated that. So this this is actually something that freaks me out about price matching. Because mm-hmm. I think we got into this with the staple remover episode. Yeah. Uh, price matching, if it could be wielded offensively... Uh, is a very good way to put your competitor out of business. Right, right, right. I remember you were you were talking about that. Um, okay, here's here's a similar thing that we do for our groceries. Um, I I never follow this kind of stuff, but uh, my my girlfriend does that. Um, I think it's Loblaws that does this, but um, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, the points do eventually translate into cash that you can redeem to actually save money on groceries, and right. that's so it's 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 very well incentivized to to uh, you know track the cash. Right. Uh, I mean, it's the same the with any sort of uh, rewards program. You know, Canadian Tire money from back in the day, Air right. Miles, Shop, Shoppers yeah. Checkmart points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or Optimum points, rather. Okay, so you ever see Punch Drunk Love? Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 exploit it was very good little plot point. I liked yeah. it a lot. Okay, but here's uh, here's the thing: is that the app has gotten used to what we actually claim, mm-hmm. like where we claim those points, and when we go into the store, it knows essentially what we bought. Like the re- the receipts just kind of go straight to the one account, so it knows what we are likely to buy. And yeah. just like a YouTube algorithm of suggested for you, it will say, "Oh, the this can of beans you bought this week, where it's it's five hundred points to to get that." So it's okay, we get the beans again. So we follow that same habit, right? And then on top of that, it'll say like, "Oh, well, you know, you got this kind of frozen fruit, uh, but there's a, a there's a different brand that has the points." And it's this whole other incentive thing where it's it's basically curated a shopping list that is the most rewarding for us. And it's based on what they want you to buy. It's it's 50-50 what you've bought before, something similar you might want to buy, and then like maybe some fresh stuff in there too. Yeah, yeah. That's 50-50-50, 150% total. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, point is, I, I'm not hating it as as much as it is sort of like... Oh man, like uh, they they have like so many systems for everything. On the other hand, it's almost like gamifying it a little, where it's like, okay, cool, no, we want to get this because uh, this has like a crazy amount of points. And then me with my like kitchen background, I'm thinking like, okay, okay, I know we don't need that much butter, but I can freeze some of it, or like, you know what I mean? Like, I can yeah. actually get into that. 
Okay, so they're trying to gamify that shit to get you hooked like you're in a fucking Skinner box and you're pressing the lever. Yeah. And they're trying to make sure that you stay brand loyal because as long as you're used to that system, you're probably not going to switch grocery stores. Mm. And, okay, so, like, let's say we millennials, Mm -hmm. we want to disrupt that industry. So we start... Provide started with uh, collectives, and we were like, you know what, we're all gonna get on the same points card, and so the, uh, the algorithm's all fucked up because it's like, whoa, holy shit, this dude goes grocery shopping like twelve times a week and buys thousands of dollars worth of, mer- worth of merchandise, and I can't get a bead on what kind of pattern he likes, but it's just because we've got like a dozen people using the same card. Hmm. Okay. So you're a juggernaut as far as this thing's concerned. He's like, whoa, I've hooked a whale. This guy spends a lot, but I can't get a bead on what kind of stuff he likes at the grocery store because he's always buying new shit. Yeah. I'd better throw out the really good deals. I better offer the really good well, shit. Well, I mean, but it's not going to be oriented towards that. And as as cool as that concept is, that like I, I enjoy where you're going with that. That's not going in the direction of us actually killing... I, I, I want to do jamming, Luke. I want to do algorithm jamming. That that's that's real cool, but I don't think that's the that's the secret. You know what I think? What? I think we need to double back and go down aisle uh, aisle twenty one. Is that where the water is? And grab a little. Wa- yeah, yeah. You got it. Okay. Let's let, let's go to the water. Sweet. Oh, hey there, dear listeners. It's me in the middle of your episode about how millennials kill things. Uh, And we're going to uh, just review some of the other creative endeavors that me and my brother take part in. Mason is Tailstake. You can find his Patreon at patreon.com slash Tailstake. And all of the various things he has made, he is linked to there. My creative ideas have kind of grown exponentially and I've just got so many things that I want to do now that I don't even want to try and condense them into just me talking about it here. But I'm going to be moving very soon from Toronto to a small town north of Toronto and and there will be a gap where a whole bunch of things are going to change for me, including my job. Your patience is appreciated ahead of time. If you want to advertise with us, check out advertisecast.com slash 2493. And don't forget that we are always taking your suggestions for things that we should invent next. So tweet at us at H-I-G-A-I show or shoot me an email about this or whatever. H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com. And no ad this week. So we are back to the action. So actually, speaking of grocery stores, I had another idea. Hit me. Okay. So you know how the big problem with grocery stores, generally speaking, is how it's just the system of extreme food waste and how there's always stuff going bad. I was going to say the extreme problem with grocery stores is when some motherfucker gets like broccoli and then wanders halfway across the store and decides they don't want broccoli anymore and they leave it like tucked behind the canned peaches. It's like, what is your deal, my dude? Yeah, you know what I like to do what? when I see the broccoli there? What? I like to grab it and then hide it even better. 
Like, I, I don't even mind so much with broccoli, but I've seen people do that with, like, shit that should be frozen or yeah. refrigerated. Or, like, prepared meals or, yeah. like, raw meat. Uh, okay. Um, and also, but... when people bring in Tim Hortons cups and then they leave their oh, of empty course. cup on the shelf. That's that's a classic Home Depot thing, too. Like, I'm, I'm sure that if you just go around in the first eight hours of the day... Uh, like from whenever they open at like 6 a.m. or whatever, uh, straight through until 2, there's just a fresh batch of Tim Hortons cups it's, that are it's like landing. It's like when you encounter like a, a, a public bathroom and somebody's just pissed all over everything. On the one hand, you want to be like, who is the motherfucker that does this? What chaotic, evil section of society is mm-hmm. doing this shit? But at the same time, that's got to be a lot of people because you literally always see it. On the other hand, too, it was me. I am the P one. Okay, let me say my thing for the okay, grocery yeah. stores. So you know, can't kill peeing. Yeah, they they have to still do the peeing, just like uh, the boomers. The boomers have to pee too. Well, I mean, when we come back <laughs> around to like Generation Y again, the next time. Yeah. Which will be 20 years times By 26. By then we will have eliminated P. Yes. By then we will have the teleporters and we could just teleport the P directly out of just your bladder. Just teleport, teleport out your P. You teleport don't need it. the poop out of your out of your colon. Yeah. Scotty, P to beam up. Exactly. So the... So that that generation, we'll, we'll get them the next time. When we come around uh 520 years from now I, I don't think we even have to get it that far i don't think we have to get all the way back to generation y i think well i mean that's millennials though i think Is after it... generation o i think we'll nail it uh-huh. we okay so here here's what i'm actually trying to fucking say okay the grocery store is a wasteful process even if we enjoy the selection and we enjoy going down through beautiful produce and everything it is a terrible system right uh that not only generates a lot of food waste but also like oh it's we take so much energy to bring us that food and we're not really getting better about it we're being like oh in in new new more exotic things it's like no that's uh, so uh, like i like having all of these things we have to deny ourselves on some level in order to 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 make that work and we've we've talked about how we can potentially fix that let me come at it from another new angle okay to potentially change up what it means to feed oneself right so i'm sure you've seen that there's been certain systems that are like sort of a public pantry Right. Where like uh, you have essentially just like a public fridge that's set up and you can and you can go and take take and take what you need, leave what you need, leave leave what you want to give, etc. The food bank. Sort of a food bank that's just right there, right there for you. Right. That's the dumpster. Yeah. Um, Currently. Our a, a form of food bank that we are used to. A form of shelter that we are used to is our most impoverished, our most struggling, will go to these 
places or or potentially if they're just picking up ingredients and and like they want to grab some pasta or whatever they might have the equivalent of food stamps or uh they can borrow a couple of items per per day or per week or whatever um that's all well and good i would like to sort of figure out a way to recontextualize that to be even uh better for the public so you saw low-income people using the food bank, and you're like, I want me a piece of that. How can I make this also for people of low-to-middle-class income? Sort of. Now, here's, here's where I'm going with that. What if, you know, we pay a premium for, the like, the best chefs to, to give us a tasting menu, right? Where we say, feed us. We, we're, we're at your disposal. Here's $100, $150, uh, and whatever, five courses? Cool. Sign me up. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to eat what you give me. What if there was somewhere in between there where you literally have to drop $5 in order to get in, and then you eat a plate of what's given to you? So. Okay. So they can make big batches of whatever the thing is. You can immediately go, get, go in. You don't have to wait for your special item to get made for you. So Essenti- a soup kitchen. A soup kitchen, but... For people with money. But for people with money. But it's not just necessarily soup. It actually can run off of money, too... But it's what sort of if somewhere I don't in between. Have money, can I still get soup? Uh, well, then you sh- should be at the soup kitchen. Okay. Like I'm, I'm not suggesting that this replace food banks and and things like that. You're just like saying that. you like the food bank and soup kitchen model, and you think that if people with money had to pay to go to food banks and soup kitchens, that we could make grocery stores go away. It's it's more specifically that if you think, oh, you and I, we want to go out to eat. What are you what are you in the mood for? Oh, I don't know. Let's go get sushi. And then you know that you're gonna drop like twenty, thirty, forty, eighty dollars on uh, eating a tasting out. menu of sushi. Yeah, whatever the thing is that you're getting. I'm saying five bucks per head. When you know that that plate of food costs like it's it's just slightly better than cafeteria food, but you don't. I don't this is just something this is, I'm spitballing here. Like, I is there a model that can exist like that, where, oh, if that's down the street from me, I'm gonna just get that because it's not gonna break the bank. I can actually afford to eat that, and I know I can get some food in my gut. Yeah, but I I don't get to pick what the food is. Well, you don't get to pick what the food is. Which is a problem because some people can eat some things that other people can't, and some people like things that other people don't. Because that's the thing, with a tasting menu, the reason that that's a gourmet thing, the reason that it's high class, is you're pretty much sure that you're going to get the good shit. If If you told me that I had to eat a random thing and all I know about it is this $5... I'm going to be less optimistic about what I'm going to get. Hmm. Okay. That's just, there's just a concept. I mean, I think 
I think if something like that could exist in the right place, it <laughs> could like, be like, a huge uh, what boon do you, to What do you want to have for dinner? I'll have $5 worth of food, please. I think I am essentially talking about a cafeteria. I think that's my problem. I think I'm talking about a cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> something convenient enough because of where it's located, where the food isn't, like, going to be super expensive. Yeah, but, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. Food waste is a big issue. I'm I'm down with that. I'm sympathetic to that. But I I don't know. I think I think maybe this concept needs some refinement. Okay. My dude. let's 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 start over too, because you know what, uh, us us trendy millennials. That's way too not trendy already, right? Like we're that f- cafeteria food. That not me. I need my pumpkin spice latte, please. Okay. What's... Okay. Well, you know what? You know what? What's something that you see 50 and 60 year olds doing that makes you go, eh, not for me? Like golf. <laughs> golf is a good example, yeah. Um, I, I did observe a fair bit of rich culture when I worked at the, uh, 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 the, tennis, the tennis club for a little bit. And right. that, that is like... That is one thing. Tennis, I don't think I would specifically want to get into, mainly because of the it is the classism of it. Uh, I don't want to play the the rich person game. Even if I was more wealthy, I would not want to belong to their clubs. Okay. So that's so its we own can kill thing. golf. We can kill tennis. We can kill squash. But it's not even that. Like, there's versions of that. Like, like racquetball or whatever can exist at my local gym. It isn't the racket. It isn't the ball. It's the club that I have a problem with. Okay. So, okay. What? So. I mean, country clubs, I think we're already killing those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, woo. Uh, this, what, what about, like... What else are we supposedly killing? Secret societies. How about no millennials? Nobody over the age, no, nobody under the age, rather, nobody under the age of 36 uh, joins the Illuminati. And then just eventually they, they just literally all die out. Skull and bones, no new recruits, and just eventually we don't have skull and bones anymore. The fucking trilateral commission. All these conspiracies that are like hiding the flat earth. Just cool kids our age don't join them. So just the conspiracies and, you know, secret societies, the Shriners, they they all get old and die out. Uh, I mean, sure. That 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 I feel like that might happen anyway. I don't know if we need to invent that. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not saying that this isn't something that wouldn't happen anyway. I'm saying we need something that millennials as a group are all going to not do. And I think joining the Illuminati is something that millennials don't do cuz you know what? We've all been like brought up on, you know, media where Illuminati and whatnot are the bad guys. I don't want to join the bad guys. If I was exposed to the Illuminati, I'm going to immediately try and blow the whistle and be like, hey, everybody, look over here. It's the Illuminati. Uh, here's here's a wild counter swing. Okay. okay. Uh, what if we did the opposite of that? 
and every millennial joins the Illuminati. Well, when everyone's in a secret society, it's not then a secret no society anymore. No, that wasn't where I was specifically going with it. Here's another thought. Okay, a conspiracy seven billion strong. <laughs> um, so if you had a big, big group of people that were doing very, very strict rudimentary drills. On okay. phys- certain physical activities, they were extremely disciplined with their with their grooming and their behavior and with their actions. So the military. That was exactly what I was going to say next. If you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna have all of that, and have it not be the military, like if you took their guns away, what is it I, now? I've often said that I love the military and it would be a perfect organization if it weren't for the whole part where they go overseas and kill people. Like, if we just had the bit where the government pays a lot of money for people to get fit and wear sweet uniforms and have parades, like, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, if they could if they could establish a group that disciplined, but then not have them use military force... In other countries. I mean, the other thing, too, is that if you're going to have people that disciplined and that strong, in a sense, you would want it to be used for strength, right? So having that just become, like, I don't know, if it was, like, an athletics group, like, military club, the the athletes group, like, that's not what they do, right? So... Anyway, where I was going with this is, what if we had a cult sort of version of that, like a commune version of that, where it's all of the same sort of virtues, except they're pacifist. They're just like fully pacifist. You're describing the Amish. No, that's something else, too. They have their own belief set about technology. I'm talking about something that is fully embracing technology and also possibly crowdsourced somehow like i don't know if that's how that could work but we clearly wouldn't have as much to spend as that government goddamn would but okay so communism but also workouts but also like communism okay you know how there's specific benefits to joining the military that all of a sudden uh, if you can, if you can do it, then you could potentially get schooling. You could potentially have like your retirement paid for, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like all that's... the stuff that a normal society should be providing for people. Yeah, exactly. And then that's promised to uh, those that would fight for us instead, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> the tragedy of that, if it was able to just sort of be sidestepped and removed and there was just a, like, say Elon Musk wants to be like, okay, I'm starting a military, but without any sort of violence whatsoever. And then just have them build homes or... Yeah. Like, what you what you would be describing is something that would traditionally be formed by some sort of very organized religion or thought or beliefs or it would be some kind of culty sort of thing, some sort of commune. Okay, so you mm. want millennials to do this? Yeah, like what if there was a pushback from just strong ethic? Strong, like a really strong, like what if they actually looked out for each other's mental health as well? Which is something that the military, I'm guessing, doesn't do as specifically until it's already like post-traumatic stress. Well, now here's the, here's the problem. It's the paradox of the individual. 
as soon as you develop a perfect society, a perfect society necessarily produces individuals with free will, and individuals with free will will always find some reason to rebel against society. Yeah. That's the paradox of the perfect yeah. society, the paradox of free will, is as soon as you develop the perfect system that makes perfect, strong, and sane, and capable, and compassionate individuals, if they got free will, you're going to get at least some proportion of the people that are going to want to unplug from the Matrix. Yeah, and, you know, you put that very succinctly and, and appropriately, that, like, that that the paradoxical nature of that if we could just explain that to 95% of the population that has a strong like political opinion like so many of them come to uh any sort of political discussion with with a a very strong opinion of like this is the way this should be and so few of those people will take the time to think that oh maybe this is the way that this is ideal for me but yeah, not I get for the sense my neighbor most people's political beliefs are based on the idea of everyone should behave and think like i do like if you're a libertarian type you're a person who's very personally all about freedom and free enterprise if you're a socialist sort of person you're a person who's very much about cooperation and everybody mm. you know getting together to provide for the group and right. if everybody in the group was guaranteed to have your brain pattern, yeah, your political beliefs are spot on. But mm -hmm. you need to take into account that, you know what, we can't be 100% in this direction because some people are going to want to go in the other direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I will admit that this is probably not something that could form into the destruction of an industry because the other thing too is i don't know if i want to fully take down a military like i i can no. be against what they they are doing fundamentally and still understand the necessity of it because of the world we live in you know what i yeah. mean like so, as much as i might not appreciate you know blowing up brown people for freedom i also right. think that the country should have a military of some sort. Yeah. So, that said, we still haven't killed a specific industry yet. We got is, a lot of spaghetti on the wall, Luke. There is, it is just, this room is just spaghetti. Um, I'm just wading through it. Oh, the millennials have killed spaghetti because they've Wait, thrown no, it I, in their rooms. I love spaghetti. It's is just a spaghetti it. room. This is, you've, you've stumbled into the spaghetti room. I have unusual desires. Welcome okay. to my spaghettatorium. <laughs> Hang on, I'm just gonna... And I fall backwards, and I'm making spaghetti angels. Uh, and now, awkwardly, I'm, lazily, I'm really... you know, putting handfuls of it into my mouth. I am awkwardly really interested in eating spaghetti right now. Mm. <sighs> okay. Oh, this one's just one long noodle. Hang on, just... Oh, God. Okay. No, no, no. Stop. I Mason. Off. Yeah, okay. Mason. Yes. We need to kill an industry. I think our strongest concept of what we talked about was potentially trying to take out the predatory loans. Yes. I think that that was approaching something that was uh, 
if not like ready to launch, it was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck those assholes. I feel like that's an easy target. Okay, so we kill the predatory loan industry by something, something crowdsourcing, something, something app. Yeah, but I mean, we we talked about social media affluence as being one of the main things that can potentially be value, and advertising will count for something. Predatory loans are really stinking evil because they're exploiting people at their most vulnerable when they're just like a paycheck short of being able to make ends meet, and then they stick them with an obscene amount of interest and whatever. But the thing that kills me about that is that they, they've they hooked enough people over time, systematically, over, like over and over and over again, that those places have jobs they they like they have people working those tills <laughs> they have advertisements on billboards and in like they, they are doing just fine and th- that was a, a, and that hasn't been the case forever you know like banks have existed forever but specific like predatory loan pop-up places i'm assuming those have only been around since what the 70s or 80s or something i have no idea um so how do we get them to just be as unappealing as possible? Like, how can we introduce maybe a government regulation or something? Well, uh, now, just millennials thinking... don't kill things by introducing government regulations. Because if millennials were going to kill an industry by introducing a government regulation, I would just, like, pass a law that says, like, no more mustard. And then millennials have killed the mustard industry. Mm. No, I mean, I guess what I was getting at is I was thinking about the fact that, like, uh, you know, in in Canada, or at least Ontario, uh, our cigarettes have, like, those, you know, horrible uh, images on them to discourage people buying them. And, of course, people are addicted, so they might not. But there's also programs about, like, you know, get yourself less addicted. Ontario, let's go smoke free. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's programs in place trying to really bring down something, a, a big bad thing. And even if it's not super effective, I believe the statistics are still going in the direction of that it, it has helped for a little bit or it has helped for a while. I don't know if that's still the case. Um, so can we just hurt the image of the predatory loan place? They've already we, got a pretty bad image. Like maybe some protests. Okay. okay. Like if if we had some really big bad scandals that would warrant some protests or something. Um, yeah, we need to get some whistleblowers in there. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's also... <sighs> Like, you you can't want that, right? You can't want for a big bad thing to have happened. Like, yeah, sort oh, of like like I don't like certain film directors, but I don't want it to come out that they assaulted someone so that I can get them to not have a career anymore. Right. It's like, I don't care for Michael Bay's films, but I don't want him to have molested someone. Right. And I think, too, about the fact that, like, there's plenty of people that do work at banks that maybe aren't the devil, right? They might oh, just sure. have a passion for money and, and, and finances and numbers and whatever. And even though the companies overall might have some, like, kind of scummy people at the top CEO levels or whatever, 
at these predatory loan places, um, they might just have a system that works. Well, now you can't get too sentimental. I mean, when you're killing an industry necessarily, you're going to put some people out of work. And those people that are being put out of work, at least one of them is going to be the proverbial janitor on the Death Star. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so that is going to happen. But, okay, let's think about the way that technology made it so that video rental stores went away. Like, they could not thrive. They could not continue being what they were. Despite my nostalgia and yours for the fact, like, that we remember walking down those aisles in those video stores. And that was something that was a unique experience for, like, 20 years of our human Okay, so human here's the thing. When, right? when millennials went to kill video stores, we didn't do it by making better video rental stores. We did it by having something that is not video rental at all. It's just streaming. It's like... Oh, oh, what? oh. Yeah. I've got it. I've got it. We already live in a place where these shops are brick-and-mortar stores out of convenience, you know? Someone is down on their luck. They're down by a paycheck or whatever. They just need to to pop into this store and be like, oh, shoot, I hate doing this, but I just need 200 bucks. I'm going to take this loan out. I'm going to pay it back immediately. And, of course, it never works that way, but that's part of the – it's the convenience of that, right? Yeah. We need to make something even more convenient than that that is not as predatory, and then we might have it. So if 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 there was just if it was just completely public fucking knowledge that there was uh, a simple website you could go to instead, or a simple app, or or something like that, that could essentially provide a similar service, but just start starting from scratch. Like people are already doing online banking, right? Yeah. What if there was, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but what if there was just some uh, pop-up buttons or some other extension that is just very present right there, just an ad or whatever that's like, do you need a couple more hundred dollars? And you say yes. And then that shifted slowly over time to becoming more popular than the convenience of passing by one of these stores. Yeah, no, I'm I'm talking about like, Welcome to my new bank. You know, switch over your checking account. There's no monthly fees, but also, like, you've got basically unlimited overdraft protection. Anytime you want to get an extra $300, you can, but it's just going to be $310. But the only thing is, is, you know, you got to put up something or other as collateral. Because otherwise, somebody's just going to show up, take out like a million dollars, and and then go to Venezuela. So we hmm. need something. Well, I think I think we were talking about the right kinds of concepts. I don't think it sort of came together as one particular new idea for sabotage. Did we fuck up? Uh have millennials I, killed podcasts? Uh, no, they help make them. <laughs> that, in fact, most of them have some. Okay, um, have millennials killed having ideas? Uh, millennials have killed the radio drama by making them downloadable podcasts instead, so you don't tune into one on the radio. In fact, I don't remember ever tuning into one on the radio. 
How did we miss that? How did storytelling via the radio just not exist when we were around for radio? Well, I mean, video killed the radio star, as I uh, recall. Yeah, I remember they did the thing about that. Yeah, because, I mean, like, as much as I love audio storytelling, like, if I had to choose between sit here between 5.30 and 6 and listen versus sit here between 5.30 and 6 and watch a cartoon, I'm gonna watch me a cartoon. I'm already committing to between 5.30 and 6. Like, apparently I can't have it whenever my commute is. So, yeah, I'm gonna watch a thing. Well, I don't think that we really nailed down the one solution for how we're gonna kill predatory loans specifically. But... Millennials kill things. That's what we do. And uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll get them next time. Well, one thing's for certain. Whatever we miss, Generation Z's going to come along and pick up the slack. Yeah, they're going to kill more stuff than we did. Yeah, and, like, uh, it's like all the stuff that us. we love that's, that's traditional to us, they're going to just wipe the floor with it. Yeah, so we just have to... Learn from from what we're seeing now and not throw them under the bus, not blame them for everything because we didn't like it when it happened to us. Yeah, like 20 years from now, when there's all these articles coming out, it's like, oh, Generation Z is killing the podcast. We're not going to be like, oh, I couldn't have seen this coming. Podcasts, they're, they, they're a treasured art form from whenever. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, they, they've been around for like... A couple of decades, they're going to go away. we're supposed to be here forever. No. Okay. So, um, I'm going to open this one. Generation Z, sharpen those knives. I'm going to open this one up to not just a verdict. I'm going to say, is there an industry that you would like to see millennials kill? I'm just going to open-end this one. And no fair picking something that's just straight-up criminal, like drug trafficking or, like, Right, child slavery. It's like no, no. We already are trying to kill those. What legitimate or technically legitimate business? Yeah, it it doesn't count if the cops are already trying to kill it. Right. Okay. Um. So this was suggested by Kev. Thank you, Kev. We got another suggestion, fresh one from Ryan. Ryan. Ryan, who gave us a couple other ones earlier on in the season. Oh, oh. I forgot to mention. I knew I was going to forget this. Uh, this makes the uh, this makes the halfway point for season two. So we are halfway to doing oh, season two's best idea. Um, so look forward to that at the end of the season. We I got a new idea for how we're going to make the tournament way more better. Not than three hours. Yeah, yeah, not three hours. Yeah, but but for now we're halfway there. So okay, Ryan, um, bring in the heat. Come on, Ryan. Has a nice one for us for the next week. We are like going nice to things. invent a new boy band. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I am in yep. favor of this. A new boy band. A new boy band next week on Hey, I've Got an Idea show. Needlessly creative conversation Get is that the thing that we're doing there. So I'm going to say it again. I, yep. There it yes. is. Needlessly Again. creative conversation. <laughs> Love it. I'm, I'm still just feeling out where it goes. Can, can <laughs> we just shorten it to NCC? For the outro, sure. I'll say NCC. You say the other thing. Okay, you say NCC. All right. NCC. 
And until next time, dear listeners, thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yep. Okay.